0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full turns at Mintmobile.com. This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tapes with the Anatomy of a Scream podcast network. I'm your, well, one of your two hosts, (laughs) Brother Ghoulish, but you can call me Ryan, and I'm joined by... Taxi Bobbin. Hello. So we're going to be talking about today the short conventional, which is on YouTube. So if you haven't checked it out already, definitely go watch it and then come back and give us some love. Because there's a lot going on with it. What did you think about this short when you first watched it, Dex?
2: Well, first, I was really hoping you would pick it for (laughs) us to cover. Um, I loved it. I thought it was so good.
1: How about you? It was so juicy. And, like, it's it's really dark and has some serious themes in it. But it was almost like a train wreck. You know how people say, like, you can't look away? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. It's definitely those vibes. Um, Conventional is written by Karen, I hope I say your last name right, Gillan, G-I-L-L-A-N. And I'm just going to read a quick summary about it. So, writer, director, actress, Karen Gillan from Doctor Who and Jumanji shocks us all with the fun-sized horror production of Conventional, her tale of a leading lady's fall from stardom. The film stars Gillan as Rachel Milligan, Lara Sebastian, as her newest rival, along with the bevy of Stu Mox, played by Maddie Carter-Ropel, oh God, James Ranson, <laughs> Michael May, and many more. And if y'all are listening to this, it's all love, I swear. <laughs> so that's just a quick summary. And I was actually shocked to see James in it. And yes, I had to Google um, the name before we started recording, um, full disclosure. But he <laughs> it was like a pleasant surprise to see him pop up in this.
2: Yeah, I I always like him, but he is a guy where I'm like, oh, that guy is in it. I like that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, same, same. It's like he's always pleasant in what he's in. He's in some pretty good projects, like Sinister. And you brought it up that he was in it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like he's in some good stuff.
2: I know we're disrespectful. That's all.
1: <laughs> right, but we do that for sport. It's all in love.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's all love.
1: Yeah, it's love taps. So <laughs> the story starts with. I don't even know like these cult like fans because they all have this black bob. You only see one of them at first and they say something like, you know, Oh, my name is Stu mock. And Rachel, whose um, lips look like it's probably salami like rolled over to look like she had like her lips, uh, you know, plumped up. She's taken aback by this name. And she's like, Oh no, what's your name? He's like, no, I've had it legally changed. And Already I'm like, that's creepy as hell. Like, can you imagine being at a horror convention and you're an actor, like you've played a character and someone literally, legally changed their name to the actor you played? I mean, I know that's not the character she played, but just the idea of it is just so frightening.
2: Yeah, I actually can't imagine that because there must (laughs) be someone who's done that. Like, you know.
1: Oh, for sure. I can't,
2: I wouldn't do that. I, but I can't imagine being in her position. I can imagine being the guy behind that guy, silently
1: judging him.
2: <laughs> being like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? But weirdo? who
1: was there to judge these uh, like these fans? Because when, uh, and we'll get into the piece later, but there were so many of them who had the Black Bobs and were also named Stu. And the name sounds very close to Stu Mocker. I keep wanting to say that.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty close. I think it's like Stu Mac or Stu Mock, like you said.
1: Yeah, it might be Mac, and then my brain turned it to Mock. Like, I don't I don't know what's happening to me. But yeah, Rachel, Rachel was trying to sell her headshot, but he was not interested, like, at all. He wanted her to sign, <laughs> like, something else. And it felt like this Stu character was supposed to be there, but wasn't able to make it, and was maybe, by their standards, um, like, of the universe, like, a bigger star than she is. Were you getting that vibe, too?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. He must have been, like, the Freddy Krueger of that series. Mm,
1: right. And
2: she's the Heather, Heather Langenkamp.
1: Mm, mm, right, right. I mean, we still love Heather, because she's, like, everything and beyond. But, yeah, that's a good comparison.
2: Um. Yeah, no, I, I love her. But, yeah, like, I can imagine being at um, a convention <laughs> and uh, Heather Langenkamp and... um. <laughs> robert england are supposed to be there and if he did not show up i really think that this this tale might unfold
1: very similarly no that's easy. but rachel also oh, oh just
2: real quick did you not think that when you saw those wigs were you like that's lord farquad
1: oh my god i didn't but now that you said that i'm not going to be able to unsee it
2: that that's lord farquad i hate to tell you all <laughs>
1: Oh my God, that's perfection. I mean, his bob was sitting though. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> it making me laugh so hard. He reminded <laughs> me of, uh, I, I don't know, you know, those, um, I guess it's on TikTok, the like school principal <laughs>
1: with the wig. Oh, yes. The one that's you know on the gum.
2: Yes. And she's like, mm hmm. <laughs> with the keys. you I don't know why his wig was, like, reminding me of that. I don't know, maybe because it was, like, on Crooked?
1: <laughs> you know who I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say on TikTok, there's this woman, and, like, I think it was a couple weeks ago, she's been starting, like, a drop it low challenge, Um, and it's to a random, like, Beyonce pe- uh, beat. Like, she just randomly drops it down really slowly and battles with random people on the street, and she has a bob just like this, and it's... <laughs>
2: i love that i'm not on tiktok so i only know the things that make its way to twitter so i don't know if she's gotten there just yet
1: i don't know i don't think so like if she has she hasn't made it to like our our little horror uh timeline because you know like we shared like similar feeds like i haven't seen her on our feed at all
2: yeah i'm sure in three weeks when we're very behind (laughs) um she'll come across
1: oh my god okay so the next scene is the one that I've been dying to get to because they, they revisit this room twice. So it's kind of like sandwiched. Um, she's talking to like the group of stews and her first time in this room feels very superficial to me because they're asking her questions. And one of which is, you know, what is hard to you? And the answer she gives is very superficial, very light. And she ends it with basically saying, you know it's a check for me. What did you feel about this scene?
2: Um I liked it it actually reminded me of um going to there's a convention that's really close to where I live mm-hmm. um it's a pretty popular one monster mania have you ever heard of that oh yes yeah yeah um that's maybe like 20 minutes away from me um so I'm I'm always there whenever it's well when it's safe <laughs> I would be there um And I remember going and it was the first time Nev Campbell was ever doing um, any convention. And she was there and someone asked her something like this. And it reminded me of her answer because it was just like a non answer, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, I know that you could say like, I remember asking her a question. Actually, I asked her if she thought that um, Scream was a feminist film. And I got kind of a similar answer to this where it was just kind of like, no, I think it's like just a movie and <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's kind
1: of lame. <laughs> I'm about to say that's such a disappointment, especially because like, and, and first of all, that's a damn great question. I love that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I wish you would have leaned into it. That would have been very insightful coming from someone who is basically seen as I think like a feminist icon. You know, well, her character as uh, Sydney Prescott and constantly fighting back against the odds. That'd be exactly. Dope.
2: That's how I feel, too. I mean, we'll just pretend that she gave, like, a <laughs> good yes, you know?
1: <laughs> That's how it's going to live on in my memories.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, it, um, it seemed like that was the only guy in the room who actually cared what she had to say. Everyone else was just there to, like, ogle her, really. I don't know mm-hmm. if you got that sense too. And I'm like, you could engage with
1: him a little bit and maybe someone would have bought that half price headshot. I don't know. That's deep. And it's actually true. Because if you are in love, like with the role that you play and you're, you know, with your fandom and creating a fun environment for them, it is very contagious. It is.
2: Mm-hmm. So, what did you think of it?
1: I was kind of stuck on the screen practice. It made me just, I just love... I mean, in general, this scene, because it's so unsettling in a non-direct kind of way. Like, it's not traditional horror. Like, we're not getting, you know, jump scares per se, and we're not getting, um, you know, anybody in a mask coming to get you. It's like the horrors of not having your dreams realized when you're trying to be this big star. And she's also, you know, in the scene, in my opinion, kind of like a little shallow, a little bit. And Mm -hmm. it just comes through in in a subtle kind of way. And I mean when she comes back into this room later, which we'll get into further, you know, you see this layer peel back and you see that there's a lot of other scarier things going on underneath. But yeah, no, that screen practice, it was oh my God, it was so funny. So so It so was funny. making me I
2: was dying. I was <laughs> dying at that. She's so good. Like Karen Gillen is um I I don't know I don't really know many horror films she's been in. I know she was in Oculus and I love that movie. Um I but I can't really think of any like horror films. Doctor Who like her season of Doctor Who. Do you watch that?
1: Um I I do, but I'm really far behind. Like I'm not I'm I and I've missed big sections. Like my fiance, he's watched it all the way through and I okay. kind of like jumped in, yeah.
2: Well, she her season there are some episodes that are legit scary like very creepy but other than that I can't really think of any horror film she's been in and that's like a crime against humanity because obviously she's great I mean she's playing around and she's like being an idiot in, in this scene but uh it, like
1: it, it, you can still see the She's like a really great actress, you know? Yeah, and the fact that she wrote this as well is like, wow, you know? Like I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either until, you know, I hit play and I scrolled to the stats and I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's nice. And if you hear me typing, I apologize. I was just curious what other horror she might've been in. So I just went to IMDb real quick. But um, her resume is long. So it's not like a quick glance. (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) Yes, like Sis has been working. Like she was in Guardians of the Galaxy as Nebula. Um, and it says, damn, yeah, yeah. Whew. All right, girl, well, props to you. Uh, <laughs>
2: props to you,
1: mama. <laughs> props to you. After that scene, that's where things get gradually darker because you cut to her at the bar, and one of the stews, who at the time I couldn't tell that that was, um, I just said his name, <laughs> uh, James.
2: <laughs> that guy we like.
1: <laughs> that guy, <laughs> that awesome guy. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell that it was him. But um, when he first came up to her and courted her, and she responds with, "You know, well, how big of a fan are you?" I was like, "Oh, this is um, this is getting uncomfortable."
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's
1: the theme of this whole thing. Makes you <laughs> uncomfortable, and therefore it's creepy. I'm like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna screw this guy at this bar, right? Like, that's not happening, right? And we cut to the bathroom scene and that's exactly what's happening.
2: And I love that for her. (laughs) Do you really? I don't know.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not sure either. If if she
2: really wanted to, sure.
1: (laughs) Exactly. If if it's like, okay, this is what I want and, you know, go for it, girl. Do your thing. But something in it felt like, especially in light with the scene I keep, I'm just dying to get to, um, it felt like she was doing it more for just like validation. Like, wanting to feel seen. And um, and that's like a darker kind of horrific, you know, truth for, I think, a lot of people. And I think that's what this character was kind of going through by hooking up with this guy. And then when she put the hand sanitizer in her hoo-ha, um, I was laughing I a little bit. <laughs> you said what? I screeched. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times have you watched this short? I've watched it maybe like, I think like four or five times at this point.
2: Um, I think maybe maybe two or three.
1: Each time, did you screech or after or yes. after a while? Yeah. Okay, I'm about to say yeah. For me, I cringed each time.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, it's, and you can see her like thought process, and you're like, "Don't, don't do that," <laughs> and then she does it. I can't stop laughing because this whole it's, I mean, the end that I think we're both dying to get to um, is like pretty sad but the rest of it is really funny (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) i can't stop like chuckling thinking about it
1: (laughs) i can't either it's just very bold and like even something about like the the way the film looks like the coloring and the saturation it it creates like a dark kind of vibe throughout the entire short Mm -hmm. even when there are like really silly parts there's just this general unease everything looks like has like a little bit of a yellow tinge to it
2: Exactly. Yeah, you can like feel that it's going to get like it's going somewhere dark. Mm-hmm. Like the like it's a pretty ominous tone even when it yeah, like you said, even when it's like being funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. like it's
2: dark humor. <laughs> yeah, like literally dark humor. <laughs> <laughs> that scene though um where she's like fucking the guy in the bathroom, I'm thinking about it. I'm like maybe I don't love that for her cuz it also kind of seemed like it was for survival because she like rips the money out of his hand Mm. then I don't know if if I like fuck some weird fan person and then they offer me money I'd probably rip it out of their hand
1: too you know what I didn't and and it's so it's so heavy handed and yet it it did slip me yeah you're right it is it's for survival because even when she did the the monologue that we're going to get to eventually like she she's not making a lot of money you know like this was a movie that she showed up in at some point and then she wasn't able to really get cast anywhere else essentially and it feels like even from this convention like she's probably if she's not really making a certain amount of money she's probably going to use all the money she does get from this to you know her rent or her bills that she might have to worry about since she's not acting right now
2: exactly did it like break your heart too when she's like sitting at her table and there's like no one at her table and then there's a line for the lady next to her
1: so it didn't break my heart but it was kind of sad it like it it was more one of those things that um because i'm the type of fan where i can come in somewhere and I might see like a table where there's like one person there and a piece of it might be a teeny bit sad, but if it's someone that I really like, I'm running up and I'm getting an autograph, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I guess I, I mean, it is kind of sad though, from a conventional standpoint, it is, it it is, it is kind of sad.
2: Yeah. I've, I've just seen it like so many times where it's like, um, like, I can I'm specifically thinking of this time where there was a table for Lin Shay and like no one was at the table can you even imagine that
1: first of <laughs> like, all no I can't <laughs>
2: why wasn't anyone there like it might have just been like a weird time or something but whenever I see that like I, I if I'm not already like on my way to do something or I'm not in line for I don't know someone else one time I waited for for it to balk for like six hours <laughs> um, wow I know Um, but it was important because she was the last signature I needed on my, um, like glow in the dark, the craft poster. So it was really important. But, um, if, if I'm not already doing something, I'll like go over to that table and just talk to that person. Even if I don't know what the fuck they're
1: like from. That's beautiful. I love that. Because
2: Well, sometimes you like find like cool stuff that you don't know about that way.
1: Yeah. Why not? That's true. I mean, if I mean, I still can't imagine her without a live rapping around because like her performance was just so fucking good. I I feel like this happens sometimes just based on certain weird circumstances. Like, I I think about this picture that I saw of because I'm a huge fan of um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you watch as well? Absolutely. I quoted um,
2: Laganja earlier.
1: Oh, you said what about Laganja?
2: I I quoted her earlier. I was like, oh, you do,
1: mama. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I love her. But uh, I'm reminded of like one of the convention photos that went viral of Tyra sitting at her booth and there not being a line. And it was a key, 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 because like so many people are, you know, they don't really so many fans are, you know are upset with Tyra and rightly so for some of the stuff that's come out of her mouth. But it was taken out of context, it turned out, because it turned out it was like in between things or something. And someone just snapped the picture to try to make exactly. it seem like she didn't have a line. <laughs>
2: exactly that's why i like want to make sure i'm like maybe there's a weird time and like people were like getting food or something right right (laughs) you know and i just happened to be there when no one's at the table but that made me so upset
1: (laughs) yeah i hear you so time for the scene the um the final act before you know everything before curtains i guess so she revisits the question of what is horror and the answer that she gives is a lot deeper and a lot more honest and a lot more frightening and despite this it doesn't seem to move the the stews you know they're still just kind of in this i don't know like this daze
2: yeah they're just like i mean you can see and in the parts where she's um taking the pictures with them that they're like just i mean some of them barely even care that they're in the picture some of them are like staring at her tits yeah so i think they're just like staring at her because i mean karen gillen's a very attractive person
1: very much so
2: you know i mean listen to what the fuck she's saying but like you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i think one of her goals and i'm saying this like i had tea with her early and she told me this um <laughs> <laughs> we can pretend <laughs> all right cool so we were having darjeeling right and she told me like (laughs) let me stop no everyone listen that's not the case i feel like she and like she was trying to by doing her lips a particular way and and the way she did her look she was trying to look scarier almost almost kind of like um a monster of her own design because the way that the lips were there was like a, a like a a line kind of like there was like a dip inside of it or something like it was like excessive work and then the big like black um you know eyelashes and all that stuff was just very off-putting it was almost like a a layer between us and her like getting to see who she really is
2: oh I love that I love that reading because I just was like oh she's trying to look like a washed up star who like tried to stay young but got like
1: botched (laughs) you know what's funny she's she hears this and she's like that is exactly what i was going for what the hell is brother ghoulish talking about
2: (laughs) it could be both who knows but yeah i actually made me her like lips made me laugh because like you can see like the stitches like like the you know what i mean like the stitch marks around them that made me laugh i mean she does i'm not gonna lie like she does look creepy (laughs) as does anyone i think where they just like
1: it's like uncanny like you know what i mean yeah it is it's it's off-putting it's yeah. very off-putting
2: like i mean get whatever surgery you want i don't care but <laughs> but like Same. um sometimes people when they get like you know bad surgery it can look a little um i don't want to say scary but yeah we'll, we'll go with uncanny you know i i mean i there's no saving me from this i might get canceled
1: and yeah i, I might too because I, I felt like something about it was just <laughs> uncanny as well just a little scary but like that like you said i'm not saying that about anyone who gets worked on i mean give me 10 g's and i might get something boosted or lifted i don't know so I
2: absolutely would
1: <laughs> so it's no shade at all but um her performance really was good in this part i mean throughout it was really you know but this part specifically it showed a different side of her like she had like a breakdown basically in front mm-hmm. of these people and you know it didn't really matter they just cut to taking the pictures.
2: You know, I just thought of when you said that, um, you know how like, it's like a running joke, like amongst Florence Pugh fans that she does like the, the frowny face in every movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like Karen Gillen does the like tears in her eyes thing. And she does it really good. Like, you know what I mean? Like she looks like, I mean, like we were saying, she's such a she's such a good actor. It's actually a little annoying, but um I when you were just saying that, I just cause did you ever see
1: Oculus? I did see Oculus. I actually saw it like I think when it first came out. So good, right?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. <laughs> I love it. Maybe I'm biased because I did. I mean, full disclosure: I did have a crush on Karen gillen like ten years ago when she was on Doctor Who.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
2: Um, but you you know that part in Oculus where she like bites the apple and it turns out to be glass? I do remember that part. Yeah, and her
1: eyes fill up with tears. She's really good at that. Yeah, I don't she know why is. I just love that. It feels natural. Like, it doesn't feel like she's forcing herself into it. Like, this is a believable character, which is scary to say, considering that, you know, like you said, you can see the stitches on the lips and everything. There's certain things about it that feel almost fantastical. But the role is so well defined that this feels like a real person. It feels like you're sitting in the audience at the convention and watching this happen. And the lighting helps with this, too, because it's not super... I don't know. There's something about it that just, it just flows. It looks real like this is happening and it's creepy to me.
2: Yeah. And I think that's also like a testament. I was talking about this with Joe um, when we did our short together. It's just like, that's such a testament to good short filmmaking. Like how many short films have you seen? I, I personally love short films, but how many have you seen where it's just like, okay here's this guy and like there's no like build up or anything and like we're going on a whole journey with her and she seems like a real person and we give a shit about her yeah and it's only been
1: what like six minutes it's an art form and it's it's scary to think about because yeah like you're talking about like it's it's six minutes and yeah i actually do genuinely care about this character it like she's very relatable and certain short films don't understand how to kind of play with the form i don't think but one of the fun things i like about this one is it if it felt long like if it were longer it would have maybe diluted the experience so it was very well aware of its boundaries and it stayed within it and created something just really amazing
2: for sure i actually did mean to say feature length films where like we don't give a shit about them but that i mean it goes for short films too like there's bad films in every format, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's yeah, true. Agreed. So then the final scene, you know, someone, one of the stews, um, in between the picture takes, throws a small accent to her back, and she says thank you before taking her last swan dive. Sad. mm mm-hmm. mm very sad. So good.
2: Like the whole end part in mean, her we didn't even talk about in her monologue where it's still funny even though it's really sad. Like she's <laughs> like how am i supposed to go back to when she say she's like how am i supposed to go back to normal when i was uh buddy disgusting scream queen 2007
1: yeah. <laughs> that made me die laugh. And didn't she said she had like tea with Wes Craven and he couldn't be bothered to remember who she was. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's like how can I like uh be normal like I don't know and then also in the same thing though she's like you know I've I've tasted fame and like I would do anything for a compliment and I crave like affection so badly and but then she says the other like funny stuff so that's what I mean I guess throughout this whole thing where there's a like uh I don't, I don't think duality, but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's funny and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that Casey Musgrave song, um, "Happy and Sad." Nice <laughs> if, if you know that song. Um, but yeah, that I think this ending with uh, her getting killed by one of the StuMax or StuMox. We, we Lord Farquaad. We haven't determined <laughs> the name. Um, and then her saying thank you as she, and then she dies perfect because she's like yes put me out of my misery i'm done now
1: and it feels it feels like it's a great end to this short because what we've seen of like this short like peek into her life is she's she's really not happy and and i'm not saying that this is like you know in reality stuff that should happen obviously but yeah it's just like a good ending to the story arc because like she just boom that's it it's like she was only living for this short moment and wow I definitely give this like a five out of five, for
2: sure. And you know what else? I I just thought of this is reaching. Like, picture like Michael Jordan's Space Jam reaching, but um, <laughs> I felt she kind of gets <laughs> she kind of gets killed by toxic fandom. Really, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, five out of five. Love it. Love her.
1: Yeah. Me too. Me too. I would highly suggest uh, that people uh, watch this and honestly just go through Alter in general. Like so many of these videos are just so good and they're under 10 minutes so it's like it's easy to, like even for this recording, right? I came home from work and I was able to just rewatch it real quick before we talked about it. Can you imagine if it was like a feature length film? (laughs) (laughs) Like it would have just like changed everything.
2: Yeah, no that that would be a google search to refresh my memory
1: amen to that i thought i was the only one i'm like look i haven't seen this damn movie 12 times let me just go ahead and google these facts real quick <laughs> yeah i'm
2: not I'm not watching well unless it's really good or i love it already i'm not watching it again yeah the, the only way, one
1: if it's someone like don't get me wrong if it's like a movie i've only seen once and i i can't really recall certain things and okay i'll define whatever but you know us like we this is, we literally watch horror all the time. I feel like I watch some of these movies constantly, like over and over again. Like if I need to re-watch for a recording, am I really a Scream fan at this point?
2: That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel.
1: Actually, when you,
2: when you were just talking, just real quick, I was thinking about on your podcast when you did 13 Ghosts. <laughs> and I, did you, did you go through the plot? Cause I feel like I was just, I've seen it so many times that I don't even, you don't even have to walk me through the plot. I can walk you through the plot. I can I can just quote it to you, you know. But uh, did did you guys go through the plot? I don't remember.
1: I, I feel like we loosely did. Like I I do the same kind of like um like main scenes and stuff just to create like um little boxes to have dialogue within. But now nah, usually it's it's just us talking usually
2: (laughs) then i was just visualizing the whole movie
1: yeah same here even with this as we're like going through it and stuff i see it in my head and it's not just because i just watched it (laughs) let me shut up (laughs) for me it is because i just watched it oh man this is so i hope
2: oh me, me i i think this one too but uh i can't believe first of all i can't believe this is like the first time we're like meeting
1: yeah i can't either and especially oh, since like our worlds run in parallel it feels like we should have been bumped into each other <laughs> on the horror streets
2: i know it'll be like the same stuff so crazy uh, i was just gonna say though i i hope that um i hope that karen gilling gets wind of us talking about her thing not just because i want to like talk to her and meet her but <laughs> but because um i hope that she makes more horror stuff mm-hmm. like this was so good if i could see her directing well writing and directing an entire like uh a horror comedy or comedy horror however you like to word that
1: i can too like she has the chops like this was very very good and like you said it's not just because it would be cool to like chop it up with her one day but it's just this was a really nice entry i feel like there's not a lot of horror comedies going on right now in my opinion I feel like it's one of the ones that could be visited a little bit more. One of the subgenres that could be visited just a little bit more.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's actually funny that you say that because um, I used to like be, I wasn't like an edge lord about it, but I, I didn't really like like horror comedies that much. Um, Maybe like 10 years ago. uh, I was just like, yeah, I, I I don't want to, I don't really watch comedies. Let's start there. Like, I can quote Legally Blonde like word for word because I watch it 15 times a week but um besides that like I don't really watch a lot of comedies so when like horror comedies started kind of um, becoming more in vogue like I guess around when probably Cabin in the Woods came out
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was just like I'm not I, I don't like this <laughs> oh <laughs> I don't want to laugh i mean i love cabin in the woods but like i mean for the trend i'm like i don't want to laugh when i'm scared but now i'm much more open to it it isn't that ironic because like screams like one of my favorite movies
1: <laughs> i mean everyone definitely has their taste and i definitely understand um for me like growing up like i used to love horror comedies like i'm um, like dracula dead and loving it the scary movies and there's probably a few others i'm just not thinking about right now but um I feel like horror and comedy have like, they're like close cousins. Like they're, they're very, they're like, they, they tickle the same part of the brain for different reasons. Like sometimes you can laugh because something's uncomfortable or something's like, um, you know, like, Oh, that's so bad. Like I'm not laughing. Cause like, I'm happy that happened to her. I'm just laughing like, wow, that's so, that's so wild that it even happened. Like it's you, those parts of your brains like are married to one another. And so sometimes when there's like a good, like Freaky, for example, I think about, or um, uh, what was the other one I really, really like? Um, Happy Death Day. Like these ah. are examples of horrors where there are moments that are kind of scary, but the majority of it, you're laughing through it, despite the fact that bodies are being dispatched. And it's an art form. Some of Sometimes it's cheesy. Like there are certain movies, like I think every scary movie after the second one is a good example of this, where... It's slapstick, and so it's not as funny. It's it's not subtle. It's not really saying anything, so it's less effective like that, you know. And those I could use less of. I want ones that have something to say and are just like really tight and streamlined, and I can kind of laugh despite the fact bodies are being knocked over.
2: <laughs> For sure, yeah, I hundred percent agree. I think that is why I, I have come around so much because of movies like, you know, the two that you just said, Freaky and Happy that Day, which are just so good you know um yeah so i I don't know i i guess i'm on my horror comedy journey now
1: (laughs) look if you find anything that's like really really good like let me know because i haven't seen a a, like a new one in a minute lately i've been going through a kick for southern gothic and i've just been watching a bunch of southern gothic i'm I'm obsessed i don't know why but
2: (laughs) wait but same really I love that shit.
1: Oh, it's, it's been so good to me lately. And yeah, there's been a couple of misses, but it's worth it. Honestly, there's just something really, really cool about that aesthetic.
2: We're best friends now, right? right?
1: Okay, <laughs> I just want right? to make sure we're on the same page. Have you seen? Okay, I'm not gonna hold you. Have you seen Frailty? Yes. Okay, we need to talk. We, okay. Yeah, the All Jesus right. one, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, yeah i just want to make sure there's not another one
1: no this is the only one i'll ever acknowledge if they ever make another movie with this name (laughs) i will i will refuse to acknowledge it (laughs) we rebuke it in the name of of, uh what was the killer thing the god's hand killer (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) yes
1: i love that movie oh me too so good matthew mcconaughey was doing his thing so let let okay we're going to tell them bye, but we're going to chat a little bit more. Where can people find you? And then I'll do my my plugs of like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, people
2: can find me on Twitter at Daxi Bobbin. I'm sure we will spell that out in the show notes. Um, I also have my own podcast uh, that I co-host with Mary Beth McAndrews, who is the editor-in-chief of Dread Central now. Um, that podcast is called watched once never again and it is a it, it basically is analyzing disturbing movies but you don't have to watch them we'll do it for you unless you want to i don't i'm i don't care what you do um just be kind to your brain that's all that's all i ask um other than that i don't know i'd be out in these streets so <laughs> come find me
1: amen to that
2: <laughs> these streets of columbia
1: the streets of columbia i've I've never been to columbia Uh, i mean is the food really really good is it streets that we should be running
2: oh no i mean columbia university the real streets i'm in are like (laughs) philadelphia (laughs) the 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 very um turbulent streets of columbia university um okay i'm ready to hear your 20 minutes worth of where people can find you
1: all right let me stop (laughs) you can you can find me on all social media things at brother ghoulish um i hang out the most on twitter and and tiktok lately you can hear my podcast brother ghoulish's tomb where i do horror analysis and share occasional horror short stories that i've written um at brother ghoulish's tomb that's one uh place you can find me You can also find me at Brother Ghoulish's Dragula Breakdown, where I talk about the Bully Brothers Dragula. I started with season four. I I do that show with my fiance, and we're actually about to start rewinding and going through the old seasons pretty soon, so you're not too late to the party. And if you forget any of the stuff I'm talking about, check out brotherghoulish.com. It's a central place for me to drop all my social media links, all the podcast projects I'm a part of. And you can also buy cool merch there and stuff if you want. And last but not least, if you want to meet me in person, I'm haunting an underpass near you. So just keep your eyes peeled.
2: (laughs) You better not. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here.
1: (laughs) It's true. That's how I knew you were in Columbia. I'm teasing. All right. So (laughs) thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. All right. Now I'm going to take five years to try to figure out how to stop recording. Hold up. Boom. (laughs)